0: A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo.
1: It's in time! And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series! Two weeks!
0: Excuse me? Uh, Two weeks! Two weeks! I remember running home from school. Turning on the TV
1: to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch
0: his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcast, now hanging out with obstructive view. We are not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, we're just a bunch of fans who love the local nine and hockey baseball, including 2016 World Series Champion Cubs. Good day, this is Ken, and with me is Jeff, and I... Pretty sure we're never allowed to talk about magic numbers again, <laughs> yes, my apologies for uh busting out of the monkey's paw there yeah uh I think there's like one finger left on the monkey's paw, and hopefully we use that to uh to good but that's good use is it's uh pretty bad right now uh the best news I guess is that they're only half a game out of the second wild card spot. They're in a virtual tie with Cincinnati or Miami. Uh as of the end of tonight's games before the Cubs even play because they're in a regular. delay. So if the Cubs win, then they have their you know, their little inky cushion again. Because uh they unfortunately don't have the tiebreakers against anybody that's uh they're chasing or is chasing them except for the Giants, who I think it's playing Arizona, right? So uh go Giants. You are correct. Sorry. I was just looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good old Google. So yeah, uh there's two weeks left. That's includes tonight. Uh this is the start of the final homestand. They will get a day off and then there is a final road trip. And, uh, by October 1st, we'll find out whether the Cubs get to keep playing or they get to go home. So there's going to have to be some adjustments, some slump busting. Uh, we're going to have to ride some pitchers more than they really need to because a lot of people are injured at the moment. They even skipped Jamison Tyon's, uh, regular start. So I think he's going to start against the Rockies, uh, rather than the Pirates, but we'll see. And, uh, you know, barring anything, you know, whether they uh, decide to make the postseason or not, we've got to look at what they need to do to improve this club for 2024 and beyond. How's that for a plan, sir? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. That's good. As the spring gave away to summer, past
1: the Ivy-colored dreams, toward the days that kept us,
0: yearning for tomorrow all right so a super disappointing week
1: (laughs) yeah to say the least they uh
0: i think went one for five on the west coast
1: it it
0: wasn't even the west coast they were in the mountain times and they they can't even blame jet lag for this they're only an hour off (laughs) altitude
1: man altitude they they just need to Get those uh, red blood cell injections and a little extra oxygen, I guess, before they come on these trips.
0: Is that against the uh, PED agreements? Because I, I know Lance Armstrong did the red blood cell thing. And I don't
1: I don't know. There was another
0: guy. It, it's like EPO. It's like uh, erythropoietin or something that it like supercharges your red blood cells so that you get more oxygen. Yeah, well, it certainly wouldn't hurt. <laughs> or just like. You know, learn some breathing exercises at altitude. <laughs> so Phoenix is, an, is sort of at altitude too, but it's like super muggy hot. And it's not—it's not, near,
1: not nearly as bad as um, Colorado. Phoenix is at like so. So Colorado's mile high. That's like five thousand feet and change. Phoenix, I want to say, is like twenty-five hundred or so. I don't. Hmm. I know that. The, I know that the two highest parks by uh, by quite a lot.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I was trying to think of the other places, and I'm, I'm pretty sure most of them are very close to sea level. Yeah, uh, or
1: or in very flat places.
0: Exactly, or on the coast where they are literally at sea level.
1: I wonder how high Pittsburgh is, actually. It's the only other place that I can think of that's vaguely mountainous.
0: Oh, uh, I guess they're in what what the – is that the Alleghenies, Appalachians, and the Rondex. Something uh, Allegheny
1: the, yeah. Yeah. the Allegheny area.
0: Yeah, because Allegheny is the river.
1: Yeah, it's the river, but I think there, there's also an Allegheny, Allegheny Mountains there. Pittsburgh's like 1,200 feet.
0: Okay, not too bad. I, I think we're just off trying to make it too many excuses, though, because uh, honestly, they really should be playing better, but I, I feel like also they could oh. have rested a few guys.
1: I said correct. Phoenix is only 1,000 feet. Pittsburgh is actually
0: higher. Oh, my wow. world is up,
1: my world is upside down.
0: Oh, or else, uh, <laughs> Phoenix, because it's too hot and everything's melting. Not in the park. It's, it's, I,
1: I can confirm that in the park it's pretty nice, but yeah, getting, getting there sucks.
0: Yeah. Like once you're outside, it's like triple digits. Thankfully yeah. in Fahrenheit and not Celsius. So yeah, I, I think, uh, Honestly, they probably could have rested a few guys, but at this time, uh, I I think it also speaks to the lack of depth in this team, too, because of the reticence to actually rest these guys and allow, you know, the bench guys to play. Like, if you put in the bench guys, the team is way worse. And I guess that makes sense because bench guys are bench guys for a reason, but they shouldn't be that much worse and gets that, that's part of the reason why they've been playing the starters so much is because there is no depth.
1: I don't know if I, at least for the, um, the position players, I I don't know if I disagree. I I, I think this team was pretty deep. Maybe deep isn't the right word, but it was a very, uh, broad team. I remember looking, talking about it early in the season, right? It was just kind of weird because the Cubs had like a whole bunch of like, Two two war two to three war guys, you know. Plus, you know, mm-hmm. I guess ho- holes at first and thir- first and third. But aside from that, it was like you know, a bunch of guys that we kind of looked at. as kind of two to three war guys. Maybe, maybe Dan's be a little bit more, but you know, shortstops are weird. You know, Indulger, I guess, has flashed above anything we would have expected. But r- really, the only place where I'd complain about depth would be um the bullpen. That I feel like that's where. I mean, I know the offense has kind of struggled for the past week, but but I feel like that's where the the death has been the most glaring of late just from people just running out of steam.
0: <laughs> getting else. injured. Is, uh, yeah. Palmer's back on the DL or IL. Uh, Alzali is still on the IL, but he's at least long tossing, so that's good. Uh, Strowman's back now. he He's part of the bullpen, and I, I think part of the issue with not not just the fact that there's a zombie runner, right, and extras, but also the part where a lot of these guys uh they're pitched to contact guys and when you pitch to contact stupid stuff tends to happen. Uh you know, for the most part, it'll get gobbled up by the Swanson or Nickel Warner and they'll convert the out. But, you know, sometimes it glances off up the yeah. pitcher's leg and <laughs> you know, you've you've lost the game. So it's uh I, I think at some point they probably should uh figure out how to either position guys better or Sequence better, or just get guys to that strike out everybody. Like, just, just, just I said, I know, fewer,
1: fewer close games would be good. Either either get blown out or blow them out. <laughs> it just, I, it, I just seemed, it just good. seemed like there was like a month long stretch where like every game was
0: was the same situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I feel like if you could blow a few of these teams out, at least they they could sub out, you know the starters a little early and just play mop up for the last three innings, you know, give them at least a little bit of the rest, but yeah, it's, uh, it's these times of the year where everything's a slog and it's kind of thankful that they had a few of these off days, but unfortunately they're all going to be travel days. So I don't know how much that's going to help. That
1: still helps a little bit. I mean, that's that, not nothing will top that crazy, like 40 game stretch or whatever it was back. in. was that, what, 2019, I think? I can't remember what year that was. But everyone yeah. well, it was basically
0: like... the had one of those, and they lost like 15 out of 20 in, in that stretch. It was really ridiculous. Yeah, the, the, that last month is, is tough. <laughs> Not everyone. Yeah. So, uh, I guess you take take a look at the standings. Uh, they're like Cincinnati is about to lose the... Mets are about to lose because they're playing the Marlins, and the Marlins have suddenly decided that they're going to be good again. So it's going to be a really crazy last two weeks. And I guess we we always wish that uh, these guys could stay relevant in September, and here we are. So got our wish, uh, but it, it's like you said, it's a monkey's paw kind of wish. Now <laughs> they're relevant, but they're potentially on the outside looking in, depending on what. Uh, what happens tonight?
1: Hey, they're they're going to beat my prediction, even, even, unless things go horribly wrong over the next two weeks at least. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I knocked out all the wood for that, but I predicted okay. 80 games and thought I was optimistic. So they've, uh, they've exceeded my expectations and it looks like they're going to. I,
0: I think they'll beat 500. It's just a matter of if beating 500 is good enough to make the post. <laughs> the goalposts have moved. You know, like they were horrible in May. Most people wrote them off. Now the expectations have changed. I think somebody uh, shared a Paul sold an article that I did not read because you know he, he's a he's a little bit of a gremlin, even if he's right sometimes. Uh, but yeah, it's just if he talked to was, us, yeah. sorry,
1: sorry. I'll no, go ahead finish your story. I'll get Paul. Yeah, i
0: in another Yeah, I'm just saying, like at the very beginning when. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen. We would have been happy with this result. The fact that they are in, you know, in playoff contention. The fact that last week happened and even the week before, it, it's really, really disappointing right now. So I, I think they're like most fans are justified in being a little frustrated and disappointed in this performance. Uh, that being said, if. Javier has could to finally get out of this inning. Uh The Cubs can go back to, like, destroying the Pirates. And that would be very nice. Uh There are 12 games left in these final two weeks. So, you know, maybe do something with it. Yeah,
1: it was real weird seeing Paul Sullivan come across the, uh, the screen because, you know, we, we all had fun dunking on Paul Sullivan years and years ago. And, like, I thought he had retired. I hadn't heard anything from him at all. <laughs> Probably, like... Well, the pandemic warps everything, but it feels like probably like five years. So we hear him writing about the Cubs. I'm like, wait, what year is this?
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, it's the year 2023. Uh, they've done enough to get, stay in the conversation. I think they could probably do a little bit more. It would be very, very nice if, if, you know, they did, but, uh, you know, it'll be also very nice if the best decided to beat the Marlins so that the Cubs could uh, stay close if they were to uh, decide to drop another game, which would be extremely annoying to me. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, at this time, the division is pretty much out of reach now. Uh, so essentially, the Cubs have to win out in the Mar- and the Brewers have to go like six and six or something. So to to even generate as high and if that happens, uh, the Cubs will get the tiebreaker and they get the division. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, especially since, you know, uh, the Mar, the brewers have such like pure luck sometimes. I I don't, I don't understand what's going on. I think it might have something Mm. to do with great council. I think it might also have something to do with the fact that, uh, he, you know, the, whoever's running the analytics division in Milwaukee just knows exactly where to position guys. Hey, let's just it up. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I feel like, uh, you, you get that feeling? Like everything that the cubs were hitting hard went directly into a blow. Yeah, when they were
1: hitting the ball at all, I mean, it was, it was just all those weird little things too, like, like all of the, like, coin flippish, uh, umpire reviews and everything were all going against the Cubs, and it was just, uh, just, just, just one of those weird weeks, you know, as, yeah. uh, as, as Joe Madden would say, right, it was just a bunch of cubby occurrences, and not, not, not even in the, in the cube sense, just in the, like, what now? <laughs>
0: it's baseball you know sometimes like that's why they keep telling you to put the ball in play it's just like okay uh if you put the ball in play sometimes the defense screws up so let's see uh what you can do and you know there there are a bunch of that bats with men on base with no outs where it's just like strike out strike out and now you have two outs and you can't even get a sack flying where you got to put the ball in play like legit you know (laughs) it's it's so frustrating sometimes
1: yeah i was joking during that um marathon extra inning game in arizona that you know it just seemed like that the thing that was going to happen to end the game would be like the cubs hit a home run except it deflects off a bird into an outfielder's glove and it felt like that would have been part of the course for the way things have been going
0: but if it deflects off a bird it can no longer count as a flyout, right we gotta look up the rule for that, but I, I, I see what, what you're saying. I, I know that happened in one of the major league movies when like uh, Serrano like became a Buddhist or something. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel confident that it's kind of like, you know, the, the rings in Tampa where, you know, if it hits a certain ring, it's a home run. And if it hits another ring, it's a ground rule double. <laughs> and, and speaking of Tampa, you know, they, they got their, uh, their ballpark situation figured out. I thought they were going to move. Uh, all, you know, even, all even then, years.
1: I I thought they were going to move like elsewhere in Tampa. I mean, the the, the aside for the park being so weird and dumb, like the most of the complaints about that ballpark is is the location is a pain and it's pain in the ass to get to. It. And it sounds like they're building basically like right next door to it.
0: Yeah. So. What I understand is that they're going to have a fixed-roof ballpark uh, with kind of like air, airplane hangar windows that you can slide open. So it's it's going to be kind of like, you know, Miller or what used to be Miller Park. I forgot what they call it now. It's like American Family or something in Milwaukee. <laughs> it's and, still Miller Park as far as I'm concerned. Okay, that's true. And then Marlins Park uh, actually has uh, similar things, even though they have that weird sliding roof. So, yeah, I, I think, I think the new, Tampa.
1: uh, the, the new Rams and Chargers football stadium in LA is kind of like that too. Not oh, that
0: yeah. they get, not, uh, though, not, though, not, that,
1: not that they get as much rain there as they do in uh, Tampa, but I think yeah. it's a similar, similar design.
0: I know that weird field in uh, Arizona where the Cardinals, uh, football Cardinals play. It like slides out so that the field can actually get sun when it's not, uh, it, 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 it's not game time, right? So yeah,
1: yeah.
0: There, there's a lot of cool things that they could do now with ballparks. And I, I think that's really awesome. But uh, for this one, I, I think they kind of anticipate that not very many people are going to go to games. So I think the max capacity is like 30 K. Uh, they're supposed to build like a lot of, you know, shopping districts. There have, there's a new black history museum, which is kind of awesome. Uh, there's going to be affordable housing in some parts. So they're really trying to develop the area with the team and the community all working together. And it's going to cost a buttload of money, but, you know, at least if the team is paying, like, you know, more than half of it uh, for the ballpark. And then uh, I guess they are kind of like an ambassador in the neighborhood. So, yeah, there, there was this, like, weird plan where they would, you know, do half and half games in Tampa and in Detroit or not Detroit. Montreal. That would be weird. Montreal. Yeah. The, the, uh, Detroit of Canada. (laughs) But, uh, and then they were thinking of, because right now I think the Rays are in St. Petersburg and right across the bay is Tampa, right? So they were going to try to move to Tampa because like St. Petersburg is on that weird island that you're talking about. Like it's like, there's one or two highways that go into it and it's super congested and like hard to get to. So I, I don't know, uh, what they're going to try to do to facilitate trans, transport into that area, but it sounds like they're really willing to invest in that area. And you know, the Rays are a good team. They're, they have a good org. They just need money to sustain that team. You know? Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll see how much actually happens. Yeah. I know when I, when I think of public transportation, I certainly don't think of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> So, who knows what they'll end up yeah. doing. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll set up a, a boat launch and maybe that'll be a faster way to, faster way to get there than taking that bridge.
0: Oh, a bunch of ferries though, doesn't, uh, sound like a terrible idea. I bet they do that a lot in Seattle. You know, there's, uh, there's Seattle, there's, ooh, Danby. Okay. And, and, uh, obviously in the San Francisco Bay area, you have like BART, which, isn't as good as I, I'd like, but it, it at least exists, you know, and there are also like lots of and stuff, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty happy for Tampa. I think they have a good club. Uh, they just need to find a way to sustain it. And I'm glad they found something that works with the community where the billionaires aren't just like, Oh, we, we need money no, we're actually paying a little bit of this, like, in fact, like the bulk of this. And that uh, that's usually better than what I've seen a lot of billionaires take uh, the communities hostage for. Yeah, I don't know enough the details of who's paying for what in
1: Tampa to, to comment. The only other place that I know that have really or famously had the actual team pay for it was San Francisco, uh, the Giant Stadium, mm-hmm. which is incredibly nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did have to do that. Uh the Oakland deal, I think, uh they're they're actually paying a good chunk of it, but Vegas might be on the hook for the most of it. Uh which is kinda silly. But, you know, I apparently Vegas has money. Uh the Cubs uh, you you know, for I mean, most they, of it. Vegas knows that they can just
1: charge it all on out of town people for the most part, like it's a sub-tourism tax or something. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I don't like it when, place, when places do that, but if, if, if anywhere makes sense to do that, it would be
0: Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, within the next 20 years, uh, places like Phoenix and Vegas probably shouldn't exist anymore. But, uh, for now, I, I guess they're, they're going to invest in those areas. So they, they should try to find a way to, to turn the Bellagio into kind of fake water instead of real water though. <laughs> Is uh, just so incredibly wasteful, but you know that's that's Vegas for you, opulence and waste. So good news in the Cubs game, Uh, no
1: spoilers.
0: (laughs) So yeah, do you you like uh, Stroman being used uh, back-to-back days after you know coming back from the IL?
1: Yeah, I wasn't wild about it, but at the same time, like the. It did not have a lot of options,
0: it would feel like. Yeah. But it's kind of good that he felt healthy enough to do something like that. I felt like he he was maybe a mile and and um or two below his normal, like 92, 93. Uh, But he, you know, he got the contact. Uh, Some of that went for runs, but, uh, you know, for the most part, he did his job. And he actually got some lifts on uh, his first game back to where he ate two innings and, uh, the very bad other game. And then the extra inning game, uh, yeah, he, he gave up some zombie runners, but no, I don't, I don't hold that against them. the zombie runners are dumb, but you know, it seems yeah, to mean, the game. I mean, other, other than Merriweather,
1: like pretty much anyone in the bullpen, I'm just kind of like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so why, why not Stroben? We already use her weather, so.
0: That is if he's good to, if, if he's good to go, then, then why not? Absolutely. And Smiley's, uh, okay as a reliever, I think. I think he actually might have, uh, gotten some escalators in the salary after hitting like an innings. <laughs> an innings threshold. But, uh, yeah, that brings us back to depth, right? Like, the fact that you have to ask Stroman to pitch another inning after coming back back from uh, from the IL and like they, these are guys that used to be in your rotation now they are in the bullpen out of necessity or out of like poor performance in the case of Smiley. Uh, yes. You have Jameson Tyone, whose start got skipped in the Pirate series. So like, the Pirates are one of the worst teams not just in division, but in the entire league, and you're skipping his start. So now you got to ask, okay, is that like a load management thing? Is that a matchup thing? Did he just suddenly get get hurt and they don't want to say anything? And now we're going to see a backdated I.O. like they did with Madrigal and what's going on. So I, I hope for the best there because like I don't think he's going to end up on any postseason uh, roster. At this point, until they take some up, but uh, having a guy that can eat a few innings would be kind of good. I,
1: I think he'd still make a roster, um, maybe not for the wild card round, but like they could piggyback him with someone for like a game four or something like that. I don't know how the uh, shake out. Like w- yeah. Wicks is good, but I don't know. I don't know if I would trust him necessarily to to go deep into any playoff game. Yeah, same with Assad. I,
0: I think he's a contact manager, and uh, in a way, so as Assad. Although, like, I, I don't know, just like uh, following these games sometimes on the game day, and I'm seeing the pitch location, and I'm like, of course, that just got destroyed. Why? Why did you do that? <laughs> you know. So it's it, it's kind of like. You have a veteran, uh, play caller in Young Goons. You have a pretty decent, uh, backup catcher in Miguel Amaya. Uh, I don't think they're calling for meatballs down the middle. I think it's an execution thing. Like the guys just aren't executing very well. And maybe a lot. Yeah. Missing your spots. And some of that has to do with fatigue and some of that might be due to injury and. You just hope that the medical staff is good enough to catch that before they really hurt themselves. Let's see, do we have good news on the scoreboard? Philly is losing pretty badly. Uh Cincinnati's also losing pretty badly. Oh, looks like Marlon's just walked up to the Mets. Oh the Mets. That's a shame. But what you gonna do? Uh, if the Cubs do win though, I believe they will be, if the Cubs do win, they should be half a game above the Marlins based on my napkin net. So let's hope that that's the case because if the Reds lose, uh, they will have cleared the Reds. So no more tiebreaker issue there. They'll be clear of the Marlins. So that the tiebreaker won't play there. And I think. Because we'll actually be ahead in the boss column. They have a game in hand, so it's just a matter of what they decide to do with said game in hand, uh, going forward. So we, we do have, including this one, 12 games remaining. Uh, we're at game num- win number 78. I think they need at least seven, uh, to make the playoffs, preferably eight. Uh, if they go nine to three, they get to 87 wins, and I think 87, uh, guarantees them a the spot. But yeah, I think no, 86. No, for might be sure. there. Yeah. So that the fate is in their hands yet again. So I guess that's, that's all we can really ask, right? Like just, as you always say, yes. play better.
1: Play better.
0: Let's win these games. Please win the, at least these six games at home. And then, uh, like I, I'm taking a look at the, the standings, uh, if Atlanta wins, that's game number, win number 97. There, that puts them like at the end of the night, at least two games ahead of Baltimore. So they're trying to get to home field advantage. So you want to get home field advantage throughout the world series if possible. Uh, they're four games ahead, maybe just three and a half ahead of the Dodgers, who I think are also winning at this time or about to about to play. No, they haven't even played yet. They're playing Detroit. We'll we'll just consider that a win. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, I think Atlanta unfortunately is gonna try to win out. There there is not gonna be any um they're not take that, the guess, the relief the yeah. Uh Milwaukee is six games ahead. I think they're beating the Cardinals at this time. If they're six games up uh by the time you know the cubs meet them they might rest but i almost feel like they're they're petty enough to just say nah like we won't throw corbin burns or woodroof at you but uh we're still going to try to beat you with our best lineup and so that's going to be a rough one so there i don't think anybody's doing the cubs any favors here like unfortunately they squandered that that huge uh Wild, I guess it wasn't huge, but it was substantial. It, it was like a four game wild card lead and it just basically went poof. So, uh, that was bad. But, uh, the fact that they can still remain in the third wild card spot after tonight, if all all goes well, I think that's something that we should be very thankful for. Yeah, I don't
1: know why it felt like that's a uh, big lead when it really wasn't. Because I was looking at the division lead or the division lead for so long, especially around when the Cubs dropped it down to to one game, I was kind of ignoring the wild card stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they still have the wild card there." But perhaps that was a uh, that was hubris. We flew too close to the sun, or the Brewers, yeah. as the case may be.
0: Yeah, the the feathers melted and we fell back down to this. but thankfully not to this, not yet. Uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, that's it. Let's uh, try to enjoy the rest of this game, hope for the best. And, uh, yeah, we will see what happens, I guess, like, by the time we talk again next week. Uh, we'll either be really happy or we'll be, like, uh, writing the eulogy for this club. I, I hope it's the i I really do hope. That the Cubs, uh, turn it back on against these really bad teams and win the games they're supposed to. It all evens out at the end, but, uh, it really would help our, <laughs> our collective psyche if the Cubs could remember that, hey, you know, we, we think you're good and, uh, you, you probably are good. So play it like it, please. Please and thank you. Yes. Go
1: Cubs. Play better. <laughs> one
0: one plus even one plus season series would be great. Yeah. Uh I don't at this time I don't think they're gonna be playing at home until they get to the division series.
1: But oh, yeah, you for know sure. they only
0: yeah, they only have to win two in, in the wild card round. And I think they're perfectly capable of winning two. Uh they probably are able to match up, you know, they'll get that one day off. Uh, in between the regular season and the first game in the wild card rounds, or rest and then, yeah, we'll see what happens, but, uh, maybe we shouldn't talk about that either because last time we talked about magic numbers, stupid crap happened. So we'll <laughs> just say, please play well and, uh, we'll see what happens now. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, let's. Shut out the pirates and blow them out so Dansby can get a couple innings up. And uh oh this this is another good one. Uh Canario is apparently starting in the, tonight's game. Finally. And he's D H which is oh, yeah. weird. Is he supposed to be good defensively? I honestly don't recall. I feel like you know, we talk, talked a little bit about this last, last week, but I feel like he's coming back from major injury. They probably don't want him to run around too much, and that oh, might I guess be sense. That that that's the only super logical thing that I can think of is they're just like, oh, you know, you you are coming back from major injury. You like destroy your shoulder and your ankle. Uh, You came all the way back. Let's reward you with some, you know, major league pay, and you get you know, to sit with wisdom and everybody else on the bench and soak up actual clubhouse wisdom at the major league level. And now yeah. you actually get to get to have a net bat. And hopefully if he destroys a baseball, uh they'll let him hit play more and they'll do something the same with uh Crow Armstrong, who I think probably could have played uh most of the games in the West, when so those ginormous national parks, the ballpark, like yeah, I, mean, really I, I, I
1: guess, I guess the fact that he didn't come into the game as a uh, defensive replacement in the next training game when they they gave up the DH uh, mm-hmm. probably said a lot about whether, whether he could do a lot in the field right now. In retrospect,
0: yeah, because I, I think they they had to do that because Matt um, on the shelf, like his. This hamstring is made of when we you know <laughs> so it, it kind of sucks for him. like uh, i i think that that's definitely one of the things they they need to upgrade is like figure out who internally can play third base you know adequately and can actually hit the ball out of the ballpark because that's what you want your corner men to do uh I guess the smart money is that they, they tried to sign Cody Bellinger and maybe re-sign, uh, Candelario, but, uh, I, I guess we kind of won't know that until five days after the world service or probably longer because, you know, winter meetings and collusion and all that stuff. Right. All right. So yeah, Cubs are currently winning. I hope we don't jinx them any more than we already have. Uh, thanks for. Hanging out with us. You can find us on what remains of, on various uh, social media platforms. We are at obstructiveview.net. You can email at worldseriesdreaming at gmail.com. Theme song is by our friend Rich Deanna, and Randall Sanders was able to pull the final out call from Paul Favor at Hughes. Any last words, sir?
1: The best thing about a potential postseason would be more tattoos. That's all I got to say.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh here's to more destroyed baseball. It was more than just a game. <laughs> are, are you serious? My my cat always, always when I am on the mic, uh she decides to take a dump. Uh <laughs> she decides- <laughs> yeah, small apartments litter box in the room this, it. In my, it was like that in my old place
1: <laughs> yeah. it was more than just a game